Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand-check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. He did a dream, a dream, though what's harder to live. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome on into episode 39 of the Hooper's Log. It is another edition here on a Tuesday, December 29th, 2015, as we creep forward towards the 2016 New Year calendar year coming up here on uh, Friday, uh, which will be New Year's Day. We will not have an episode on Friday. Tomorrow we go back to our normal time slot at 2 p.m., anticipate a schedule change to the show when it comes to certain days. I'm thinking we start doing a Friday hangout session around a normal time period, probably around, I don't know, maybe 6 o'clock Eastern time, 9 o'clock, excuse me, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern time on Fridays or something. Andrew, do you think that's a good idea? We should probably change to Friday night. Oh, dude, anytime we can do a night show, I'm right for that. I'm I'm always there. You know, I'm thinking, considering the NBA is going to start taking a turn for the more viewership-friendly time, I was thinking on Fridays we start doing, like, a hangout session uh, on like at, like, 6 o'clock uh, Pacific, um, and, uh, and, and you can host it, but I'll come in. Um, I usually have lunch around that time, and Fridays for me at work are rather easy. So I could take a lunch. And you can do most of the show, and I can just hang out, and we can just talk basketball and all sorts of stuff. I feel like that would be awesome. I feel like that would change the transition of the Hoopers log much better. So I'll look into that sometime around Martin Luther King Day, and uh, we'll get all that going. Um, Andrew, it was a big night in the NBA last night. Uh, you know, Big time, a FanDuel edition here on the FanDuel Studios. 323 uh, is the number if you'd like to call in. Uh, 11 games on last night, Andrew. Uh, anything stick out in your mind before we get it going? Uh, yeah, and, and like you said, uh, just while I'm getting everything pulled up here, you know, it's a FanDuel edition. We are having uh, Dre and FP, the two guys from Inside the Bets, on today. Um, you know, the, it, it's going to be it's going to be cool to get them on. They're going to spread some knowledge. Hopefully, win you guys some money. Um, I'm hoping we got most of most of the group chat listening. Um, you know, I, I shot the link in there, so that'd be quite a few people listening. That'd be nice. Um, you know, you saw you saw Boogie Cousins get ejected, which was disappointing because you want to see, you know, when people. The number one thing with him is obviously attitude. Um, and when you're running into the problem against the number one team in the NBA, where the game is still close, you're still in it, and you know your best player goes and throws a little temper tantrum. That's unacceptable. You cannot have that happen. He's got to be there. He's got to keep that team in the game, and, and he's you know he he's just got to be a better. He, he's he's a great player. Now he's just got to work on him as a person, and, and I, it's kind of a repeated storyline. You almost get sick of it after a while, but it, you know it's the same thing over and over and over. Just bad decisions, and it's not like he's getting in trouble off the court. It's not like he's getting arrested. So I don't want to go around and throw bad names at this guy. He's just immature, uh, and, and it's something you can live with but it's something that he does need to grow out of. By this time in his career, he should be grown out of that. Other than that, you saw right. you know, the Cavs obviously still aren't, aren't you know, working too well. Um, they they only beat the Suns by four. LeBron had another uh, poor game. Kyrie is really the reason they won this game. He started off hot. He ended hot. Um, but the Suns, who just lost to the 76ers, only lost by the Cavaliers to the four. I know it's the NBA. 
I, I know things can change day in and day out. One time a team can go beat the Warriors and then lose to the Lakers like the Bucks did earlier this year. But it was really disappointing to see the Cavs play like that. Yeah, it's it was it was a jam packed night. We're gonna scream through these games here in a moment, but Kevin Hart. Gets all right, all right, all right. You're gonna learn today. Like I said, eleven games in the NBA last night. Let's roll on through them. Lakers lose to the Hornets in Charlotte. Michael Jordan giving a tribute to Kobe Bryant before the game. Uh, obviously, all the young guys freaking out because MJ gave a tribute to uh, Kobe Bryant. Big time stuff there. Hornets get the victory. Lakers are now five and twenty-seven, and the Hornets have jumped to seventeen and thirteen. Pacers beat the Hawks. You talk about a grinded-out game for the Pacers. Ninety-three, eighty-seven over a team in the Hawks who had who had won six in a row previous to this game, and the Pacers coming in again dominating. It's just it's just an unbelievable game there for the Indiana Pacers getting another victory. Ninety-three, eighty-seven. Monte Ellis twenty-six points. Uh, Paul Mills up at 24-7-2 for the Atlanta Hawks there. Uh, again, we're now reaching the 30-33-point, uh, excuse me, game portion of the season now. We're heading to the halfway point. The halfway point of the season should be coming up here within the next couple of weeks. We'll definitely have a show recapping the first half of the NBA season sometime here in the next couple of uh, weeks or so, uh, especially once we get into the new year. Magic beat the Pelicans last night, uh, 104-89. to Nikola Vucevic with a whiteboard-worthy performance. 28 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists, a 50 on the whiteboard-worthy performance scale. I forgot to mention one whiteboard-worthy performance in Kemba Walker. He had 38 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, and 2 blocks from a point guard. 59 on the whiteboard-worthy performance scale. He went off. That would have been a huge fan duel pickup if you would have gotten uh, a guy in Kemba Walker. Uh, another game from last night, Clippers and, and Warriors. Again, I, I told you this yesterday. I think the Clippers are back. Uh, their mentality is back. They have this situation now where they're having at least one guy come off the bench score uh, at will, whether it's Jamal Crawford, whether it's Paul, uh, uh, you know, Paul Pierce, uh, Chris Paul's doing some mild miniature dunks around the court. Uh, you got the Clippers really starting to show up and do some things. John Wall, 23 points, five rebounds, 11 assists. And player of the week, Marcin Gortat getting it. Again, John Wall getting screwed out of player of the month. I'm t- player of the week. I'm telling you, John Wall is a guy who is starting to creep into, and I know that they're only 14 and 15, and I know they're not playing unbelievable. They just lost, so now their four-game win streak is over. But the guy is creeping into the conversation of trying to get – the guy is trying to get into – the conversation of, of MVP. He is, and and he's trying to sneak in there, and I know it's hard. He, John Wall this year is kind of the Rajon Rondo of last year or, um, or previous years or even now. That's the that's the same, the similarities between John Wall and Rajon Rondo, two former uh, Kentucky point guards, and both of them are really putting up empty stats. I mean, John Wall had an unbelievable performance. Again, a whiteboard-worthy performance, 23 points, 11 assists, five rebounds, a 50 on the whiteboard-worthy performance scale. But the Clippers still dominated 108 to 91, and the Clippers seem to be back. 19 and 13 now. They're starting to creep their way back up into the top portions of the Western Conference. Um, it, it's starting to look like they're becoming legit again, and that's a big time thing as, as they move forward and as we move forward into this, uh, you know, into this second half of the season coming up here shortly. If the Clippers can turn it on, they're one of the they're one of the tougher teams to face in the NBA when they do so. The Nets beat the Heat 111 to 105. Kind of a kind of a disappointing game there. As the Heat lose, uh, Nets go to nine and twenty-two. The, the Heat drop to eighteen and twelve. The Raptors get get stomped, get curb stomped by the Bulls, one hundred four to ninety-seven. Kyle Lowry got a wipe away the performance, though so twenty-eight points, nine assists, six rebounds, and three steals. A fifty-five on the wipe away the performance scale, an outstanding game there by him, but not enough as the Bulls get the victory, one hundred four to ninety-seven. Paul Gasol there with twenty-two point seven rebounds, and Derrick Rose had a pretty decent game there as well. Uh, shocking. I didn't expect the Bulls to really bounce back. They've been playing terrible basketball as of late, but they got the victory there over the Raptors. Bucks and Mavericks, uh, obviously the Bucks are, are in a tailspin right now. They're 12-20 and 20 as they lose to the Mavericks, 103-93. Mavericks get the victory, 18-13. and 13. Again, proving me and you, Andrew, that the Mavericks still finding ways to get victories, and uh, Wesley Matthews is starting to turn it on there. It's his buckets are starting to come up. If you watch this game, the color scheme was really weird. I was watching replays of it uh, this morning when I was turning on uh, NBA TV, thank God I have NBA TV now. The world has changed, uh, and uh, and and the Bucks were wearing white, 
and the Mavericks were wearing green. And when they were showing them run back and forth, I was like, oh, dang, who's that guy for the – oh, that's the Mavericks? Oh, wait, because the Mavericks were wearing green and the Bucks were wearing white. It was weird. It was a weird color scheme there uh, in Dallas. I didn't even know they were in Dallas. It was a weird. It was just a weird color scheme altogether, but the Mavericks got the victory 103-93. Spurs getting their 27th victory of the season, and they're now 18-0 and at home. 101-95 over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Kawhi Leonard, 17 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, Ricky Rubio had 14 assists. Not quite a wiper-worthy performance. Still outstanding there by him. But, the, again, this is turning into a moment where we're going to get to this Warrior game in a second. But this is turning into a team now where the Spurs, 18-0, and it's going to turn into which whichever team, either the Spurs or the Warriors, get into the uh, – whichever team gets into the, you know, uh, home field home court advantage into the postseason is really I think going to go to the NBA Finals at this point. Look, the Spurs are so dominant at home. Eighteen and zero is is unprecedented. Look, I know the Warriors are fifteen and zero at home, especially after their win over the Kings, as you mentioned in the Marcus Cousins situation. Omri Caspi had thirty six points in that game against the against the Warriors for the Sacramento Kings. The, the Warriors now twenty nine and one, the greatest start in NBA history for the first thirty games. 122 to 103. Steph Curry with a triple double, 23 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 assists with a couple steals. 59 on the whiteboard with a performance scale by him. Definitely performance of the night there. And he also had 17 points in a three minute stretch there in the first half. He he went off in that game. Uh, Steph Curry, it it was. It was crazy. And, And all the shots he took, there was a three pointer he took. I legitimately think he was he was shooting it from San Jose. I don't even think he was near San Francisco when he took that shot. I think he was he was somewhere across the bay, maybe on uh maybe on uh on on that island. He was somewhere across the Golden Gate. He was not in the he was not in the arena when he took some of those shots. He was somewhere away from there taking those buckets. It was an incredible performance from deep uh in that one. And again, we knocked this guy for his for his play and how un how un uh uh, you know, it's not the way you want to have your kids play. Let's just say that. But it's it's still an anomaly, and it's an incredible display of long range shooting. And it, it and it's getting to the point where again, we just you almost can't take your eyes off of him. The rules are going to almost need to be changed for how great he's been from outside. Something needs to be done because he's just that great from the outside. But again, the Warriors getting the victory, one twenty two to one hundred three. Again, fifteen and zero at home. And as I said, between the Spurs and Warriors, look. Both combined twenty, or excuse me, thirty-three and zero at home combined. These two teams are not are not going to lose at home unless you know one of the other plays each other on the road. It's going to be, it, it this is going to be one of those years where look, whoever gets the home, like I said, home court advantage is going to be the team to beat in the Western Conference coming into that uh, situation. Two more games to talk about: Cavaliers win, like you said, against the Suns. Uh, again. Guy in uh, this, this was a game where again you saw uh, Kyrie Irving really step up and, and and take his game to the next level and this is what the Cavs need in nights like this when Kevin Love's not quite having it when LeBron isn't quite there um, you're you're seeing you're seeing the Cleveland Cavaliers start to slowly come back around this reminds me a lot of last year now what's funny is last year around this time people were starting to press the panic button on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, people were starting to say, "Oh my gosh, they're 19 and 19," or at one point they were 19 and 20. Look, they're not going to lose. They're not going to lose 10 games in a row. That's not going to happen. Um, so they're already better than they were last year. And last year they were sniffing 60 wins. This team was incredible last year, the Cleveland Cavaliers team, and they're already better than last year. And, and they're not healthy, which should tell you that they're already a better team than the year before. Look, and the Warriors are all obviously a better team than the year before. Spurs are a better team than the year before. You've got some teams in the NBA who are playing better than last year already, but this was considered a struggling game with the Suns now losing, dropping to what, uh, 12 and 21, and the Suns 97. They're losing 97 to 101 in Phoenix. Cleveland, again, 20 and 9. Just kind of cruising, not really, you know, driving slow miles, two miles an hour so everybody can see them. They're not going very fast right now when it comes to the way they're playing. And and as long as they just keep kind of just grinding away and doing what they need to do, they're going to win ball games and they're going to dominate. So when it comes to this this ball game between the Suns and Cavs last night, uh, again, keep Cleveland getting the victory, just kind of doing what they needed to do to win there and finally getting through. Uh, the 76ers and Jazz, again, the 76ers, two and 31. Now, again, the Ish Smith era in Philadelphia is becoming a situation 
where, look, Philly, they could go on a run here, and they could potentially now finally win 10 games. Look, the, the conversation started about a couple of weeks ago when they had their 30th loss and they went 1-30. And the conversation is now at the point where the Philadelphia 76ers, they could potentially win 10 games because of the fact of the way Ish Smith has been playing. Uh, 22 points, 11 assists last night. The guy played fantastic basketball, and they just came up short. At one point within the final couple of minutes of the ball game, the Philadelphia 76ers were within this game. They were within it, and they, they, they couldn't quite finish it out. Obviously, the Jazz having Gordon Hayward go off 24.6 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, you're going to get a performance like that from him. And the better team won this one, but the Philadelphia 76ers kept it close, and they kept it interesting. I know we got some FanDuel guys on the line. We're going to get to them in just a minute. I can guarantee you that. Uh, But one thing I wanted to mention and talk about real quick before we get to them, real quick, is uh, this standings. Again, like I mentioned, the Cavaliers 20-9, and Atlanta right behind them at 20-13. and And then you obviously have between the Pistons and the Pacers, Everyone's split between one and two games. Pistons have 17 and four tenth spot, and then you have Indiana at 18 and 12 at the three. It's not it's not a far stretch. Every team is very close between one another, so there's a lot of time to left to go in that conversation. Golden State 29 and one, San Antonio 27 and six. All of their losses are on the road. Think about that. Every single loss from the top two teams in the West are on the road, and and. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder at 21 and 10 are still hovering. I don't think they have the formula to dominate right now, and, and, and the Clippers are starting to make the conversation more and more true as they are 19 and 13, coming back as they've gone now won three in a row, six and four in their last 10 games. They're starting to turn it on a little bit and churn the wheels to a better team. Uh, one thing I want to mention before we get back to these guys on the uh, on the FanDuel, uh, Jay and FP. Uh, LeBron James passed Alex English for 17th all-time in scoring last night, um, and he's he just keeps going up the ranks and keeps on getting to where he's getting to. Again, Players of the Week, Marcin Gortat, and my guy, Russell Westbrook in the Western Conference. Oh, yeah, baby. that's your West, your, Those are your Players of the Week in the NBA, and we should have Players of the Month coming up here soon. Andrew, who do we got on the line in the FanDuel Studios? All right, we got uh, Dre and FP from Inside Bets, guys. These guys, you know, I, I signed in uh, a couple a couple of days ago. I'm already winning money. Um, you know, you, what what happens is, you know, you sign up, you're thrown in a group chat on WhatsApp. That's that's half the fun because that group chat is unbelievably entertaining. But Dre, FP, how you guys doing, man? What's up, man? Great. Great. Thanks for having us on. I right. appreciate it. Oh yeah, no problem, no problem. Uh, okay, let's start. Let's start with Dre because I, I believe, from what I've heard, FP, you jumped on a little bit later. Dre, you've been running this for a little bit longer. Uh, how did you? How did you get the start? And how'd you? Uh, how'd you learn to be so good at this, man? Don't give away your secrets. Just kind of what? What, <laughs> what started it all? Well, you know, I, I can't give them all away, but uh, you know, I've always had a passion for sports, and I've always consider myself a good uh, fantasy player. I started with baseball, and, uh, you know, baseball is more about the day-to-day matchup, so I started to analyze a little bit more and do a little more research and, you know, look more into the history of, you know, batter versus pitcher and parks and weather and, you know, looking at all that stuff with baseball, and then I was like, you know what, if I can do this with baseball, why not, you know, look into other sports? So, I, you know, I spend about uh, two to two and a half hours a day doing some research, and what I actually did was I joined a couple other groups and uh, I started to compare my lines that I would make to the top line makers that, that they offered. So I wasn't necessarily joining the group to uh, benefit and profit from their lines as much as I was joining the groups to better myself as a line maker, which, you know, if you're out there listening and you have aspirations to become your own line maker, I highly recommend that you do that. Um, you know, pay to join a group and, and ask questions, you know, and uh, by doing that, I was able to, to get some other necessary information to make myself and, and our group more successful. And it just kind of springboarded and took off from there. Yeah, that, that's awesome, man. What, what about you, Effie? What, uh, when did, when did you start making your own lineups? And then when did you, uh, join the inside the best team? Uh, it was about, uh, two years ago. Uh, a friend, you know, a friend, he referred me to, uh, to FanDuel and, uh, you know, when you start it, when you get, just get started, you know, it's always that uh, DraftKings or FanDuel, you have that battle between the two. I just sort of stuck to FanDuel. 
And um, I just started doing my own lines, man. I watch a lot of sports. Uh, you know, I order Sunday ticket. I order league pass. I try to catch every game I can. And uh, from there, I just I believe that I could, you know, all my friends started asking me for my lines. So uh, after that, you know, we started. Uh, I joined, I ended up joining that same group that uh, Dre was in. And we just ended up being real cool. He started his own thing, and uh, you know they kept on they kept on messaging him, you know, telling him that uh, I've had you know decent lines. So after that, I just joined, and he hit me up, and then we you know took off from there. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And obviously, we are here in, in the FanDuel studios. Uh, if anybody else wants to call in, hey, you you guys probably got questions about FanDuel. We all love money here. It's three two three six four two fifteen fifty eight. We would love to get you on. You know, ask ask Dre and FCs them. They're not going to give you away their their uh, success or their secrets to their riches, but you know they can probably help you out. Um, now, <laughs> as far as well, real quick, real quick, I, I I promised myself I would do this for you before we get back to the question. FP, why don't you give yourself a quick little iTunes shout out? I listened to you last night and I I enjoyed it. So why don't you go ahead and give yourself a, a, an iTunes shout-out? Uh, yeah, man. I have a, uh, my new single is out on um, iTunes. Uh, it's called Legend. I'm working on an album right now. Uh, I haven't decided what uh, direction I'm going to go. Uh, I previously was with a label. Um, it didn't work out, and I took a break from music. So I'm starting to get back into it. And uh, so... That that's my other that's my other thing, you know. I I kind of join, you know, daily. Whatever I want to do, man, I, I plan on being great at it. So right now it's DFS. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, go go listen to it. Yeah, the song is good, man. The song I yeah, Classy FP. Uh, it's Classy FP. It's C L I A S S Y and S P. Uh, the song's called Legend. Yep, definitely go listen to it. But uh. Okay, so so obviously we got we got college football. I mean, you guys, you have you have two days, and in these next well, I guess three days if you count today, you have three days, and in these next three days, it's a fifty dollar lifetime uh, uh, membership. After the new year, you guys are switching it. I'm not sure what you're switching it to, but I know you are. Um, and, and guys, I made my fifty bucks back in the first lineup they gave. Okay, I'm not I'm not exaggerating. I, I'm not trying to sell you on them because I really don't feel like I have to sell you on them. And, and I know they do have a cap. I don't think they've agreed on a certain number yet, but eventually they're going to cut cut people off. Uh, you know, and, and when when the members start fading, that's it. Uh, you know, so so that that'll be that'll be the cap. But uh, you know, they, you'll you'll get basically every sport. I want to say last night we got uh, NFL, we got NBA, we got college football and college basketball, if I'm not mistaken. Um, now, now, Dre, I know you had a college football lineup set up. What? Uh, and he, he's going to give away one lineup, guys, okay? We're going to do our locks later, but he will give away one lineup, and this is going to be for college football. The locks are going to be for for the NBA. Um, um, what time frame is it? What uh, what group of the FanDuel games? And, you know, go ahead and take it away with your lineup. If you want to throw a Y, go ahead and do that too, man. All right, absolutely. Um so I was looking at college football this week, and uh, there's a nice slate that FanDuel is offering. It's the championship week slate, so it covers all games starting at 5:30 today, all the way through Sunday or Saturday. Um, you know, and I was I was scouring over, and you know, I, I can't help but but say, first of all, you know, if you don't have Leonard Fournette in your lineup and, and you're playing in a cash game, uh, odds are you're going to lose. You really can't risk going against him against the Texas Tech defense that uh, that is porous to say the least. Um, and with the the tremendous value that is offered at cheap wide receivers, uh, you can you can pay up for you know the top two running backs on the board, um, which in my book are Fournette and Dalvin Cook. So I will have both of them in in all my cash games. Um, you know, one of my favorite. Uh, Value plays at wide receiver is is Fred Ross. Uh, the guy has just been his last four games. He's had over 100 yards receiving uh, and over eight receptions. And uh, he's from Mississippi State, uh, going up against NC State. I also really like the play of Calvin Ridley uh, against Michigan State. Now I know Michigan State has a tough defense, but the one way they can get beat is by their cornerback. Uh, Calvin Ridley, um, five of his last seven games. He's had over seven receptions. 
and there's a good chance that I think he finds pay dirt. Uh, I'm looking at Kevante Turpin as my third wide receiver. So we have Fred Ross, Calvin Ridley, and Kevante Turpin. Uh, I like Trayvon Boykin being back uh, under center for TCU. Um, I think Turpin can, uh, you know, I, I could see him getting five, six catches, going for 120 yards and a touchdown. Um, tight end, your your only real options, I, I really don't want to pay up for Jalen Samuels. I don't like spending $4,400 on a tight end. So I'm going with Austin Hooper out of Stanford. Uh, I think that Iowa's front four is going to get some pressure on Stanford and cause some checkdowns to Hooper. Uh, now, at quarterback, I'm going with Chris Johnson. Um, if you look at what Chris Johnson has done since he started, he had one game that uh, a lot of people, including myself, got burnt on, but that was in a downpour. Uh, that was the game at TCU. And then uh, he had the game against Texas, started out the game three out of four, four carries for 25 yards, and then he got a concussion. So he's very underpriced because of his past two games, coming in only $6,700. Um, so looking once again at my lineup, I recommend uh, the, my recommended lineup would be Chris Johnson at quarterback, Dalvin Cook at running back, who was going up against Houston, uh, Leonard Fournette at running back, Fred Ross, Calvin Ridley, and Kevontae Turpin at wide receivers, and Austin Hooper at tight end. Now, if you want to get into some uh, some GPP plays, I really like KD Cannon out of Baylor. Um, without Shock Linwood and without uh, Corey Coleman, I think he's going to get a lot of looks. Uh, Laquan Treadwell, if you're paying up that receiver, I think he's the top receiver on the board. Um, and I also really like Mason Rudolph. Uh, he has a, a very good rapport with, with McGuire, the quarterback, for Florida State, and uh, I could I could see him playing well. And uh, McGuire also is not a bad GPP play. So, once again, my recommended lineup is Chris Johnson, Fournette, Cook, Ross, Ridley, Turpin, and Austin Hooper. So that locks at 530 today, and uh, take that to the bank. I love it, man. I love it. And you know I'm going to be playing it. Um, and I'm pretty sure uh, I'm looking for Kirby's post on here. Uh, it, it's funny. Uh, just a quick story. I actually used to sell FanDuel lineups. I thought I was really good. Uh, I sold basketball mainly, uh, and, and I, I had a stretch where I was really good. Uh, Kirby was actually my first, uh, one of my first customers. Uh, yeah, he told he told you about that. Yeah, yeah. MLB season came around, and I just lost them a whole bunch of money because, you know, baseball has <laughs> been my sport since I was probably five years old. But I could not do baseball. I didn't put in enough work. I got ahead of myself. And it's funny because he's the one that recommended me to you guys after me and him, you know, we, we talked every day for a few months and then we hadn't talked for probably four or five months. And he messaged me and he told me about you guys and I saw it and I was like, okay, I'm signing up. Uh, first day I signed up, you got your group. They have a, uh, for everybody listening. Um, I know a lot of people listening are probably all in the group chat for the people who aren't in the group chat. Um, first of all, get in the group chat. Second of all, they have a group slam. Uh, you, you buy your way in, you own a certain percentage of it. And the first day I joined, they won $2,800 on the group slam. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, oh, yeah. <laughs> they got they came in ninth place in the 125000 gingerbread man thing, and then 39th place also. One of them was $2,000 winnings, and one of them was $800 winnings. Um, so, you know, you, you're paying less to win more when you join that group slam thing. Uh, just funny, funny story how it came full circle. Um, before, I, before we get to the locks for the NBA – um, Chris, you got anything you want to ask to him? Yeah, yeah, I had a couple things. Um, I had a, a couple things that I wanted to ask you guys. Um, two things, really. Um, I live out here in the Pacific Northwest, and unfortunately I, I am kind of the outsider when it comes to fun. I live out in Washington State, uh, so I can't, I can't enjoy the fun that FanDuel provides, so that's kind of a sad thing. I, I know there's been a lot of speculation when it comes to the situation with uh, FanDuel and DraftKings and other daily sports leagues that are going on, especially with the whole New York thing that happened. Uh, I want to get uh-huh. you guys' take on that. Um, and, Dre, if you want to go first and then FP, if you want to go next, that would be good. I'd love to hear that. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, what what I honestly see happening in the future, uh, I see the, the cash games being made uh, perfectly fine, legalized around the country, but I see – the larger 
uh, group payout tournaments kind of, kind of going by the wayside because if FanDuel wants to make the argument about this being more a game of skill than it is a game of luck, um, then you got to side with the cash games. You know, when, when you're putting 2 5 $10 in these huge tournaments where people are winning, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000, I kind of see that as, you know, there's a little bit more luck involved with that than skill because if you pick a $3,500 player, say, in the NBA – and he, you know, there's an injury and he goes off for 45 points, then you got a pretty good shot. Um, and that could be blind luck. But uh, I had a, a business through Inside the Bets uh, prior to selling lines where we were looking into um, kind of, it would be a separate venture off of Daily Fantasy Sports, but kind of along the same lines. And there is a very, very thin line. It's extremely thin. And, um, yeah. You know, it it does take a lot of skill to to profit on a regular basis and to grow, and that's what we're looking to do. You know, we we use our skill and our research, and we do profit. Uh, I think we're all, across all sports. We're hitting, I think, the very lowest we're at is sixty five percent. And if you put myself up against a random person you pull off the street, they're not going to hit sixty five percent. So that's, that shows you right there that there is more skill involved than luck with the cash games. Gotcha. Yep, yep. And Dre, yeah, if you were saying, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of on the opposite side of uh, what Dre is saying. I believe that uh, eventually I think they're going to work it out uh, legally. I feel like as far as what he's saying, as far as the GPPs, I feel like um, maybe they have a, a, a smaller cap on how much entries that you can put in because some guys is entering, you know, 50 to 100 lines, you know, off of just generated lineups. And I feel like that's, right. that's where the luck comes in apart, you know, because it's not actually skill. But uh, for us to be hitting, you know, 65 70% nightly, you know, you have to have skill. And the amount of hours that I do – you know, do research, you know, it, I feel like it is a skill at the end of the day. So I feel like they will work it out because um, at the end of the day, you have the NBA, the NFL, you know, all these. If you look on, if you look, if you're looking at a game on TV, you see, you know, spandles advertised everywhere. So I don't see them just banning it because, you know, they're making, the government is making money off of it at the end of the day. And if right. they're making money off of it, they, they're going to find a way to uh, to work it out. Well, the one thing I wanted no, to say, too, is when it comes – what's up? No, you can go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, the, the one thing I, I see in, in what you guys are saying, and, and this is how I can see it, and I'm looking at it from a, from a, from a you know, a, a, an outsider's perspective because literally I am an outsider. I can't join any of these things because of the fact of where I live. Um, I literally cannot yeah. go. So how it works for us out here is I'll go onto my phone, I'll upload the app, and it'll immediately tell me if I want to join as a registered customer, and then it'll it'll locate what zip code I have through my phone, and it'll say you cannot use this app. So I basically become banned exactly. instantly. So I become yeah. So I become an outsider automatically. So from an outsider's perspective, how I view it is how it would become legal is how you were mentioning how it needs to become more of a chance scenario than a than a skill scenario. Like you said, if there's more of a chance scenario from the perspective of like it's it's almost like a lottery, then I think the uh-huh. government will find a way will will legalize it and find a way to make it seem like 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 the generic human being will give them a chance to win, which you can. But I think taking that into into a more of an opportunity form for them to make money because at the end of the day, we all know the government wants to just make bank off of this scenario, and if they can exactly. find a way to bank enough. If they want to make enough to bank off of it, then guaranteed it will become legal across the nation. And I think that's ultimately what exactly. they want to have happen. I think that's what I think is what everyone wants to have happen because this is not just going to make more money for America. I mean, and this goes and again, this is not a political show. This is basketball. This is maybe a little bit too far far fetched for other people, but you know, the reason why they're making weed legal in you know Washington State and other states across the country is because the government is getting paid for it. They're getting just absolute tons amount of money from the standpoint of legalizing weed and taxing it and making the money off of it and getting it towards the federal government. That's how it's making more money. And if FanDuel and DraftKings and all these other uh, fantasy sites can find ways to get it legalized and taxed for the government, 
there will be more money being generated through this country than I think ever before. And that's what I think these sites and like we're talking about here with FanDuel are trying to find ways to do so that ultimately when the sites become legal, I'm telling you, it becomes a cash cow and this country just gets better and better and better and, and the money gets more and more generated. And I think that's ultimately what is being figured out. One more question before I let you guys uh, finish out and talk. I wanted to know the difference between other sports and basketball when it comes to picking because I know baseball is daily. I know football is once a week, and sometimes, especially with college football these days, it's daily, but most of the time it's once a week or even maybe Thursdays, and, and, and it's different. But what's the difference between basketball with the very few players and baseball with, you know, nine team or nine hitting lineups or on, on top of or, or, you know, position players in baseball is a lot more. Um, and then with um, and then with 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 football and it being, you know, offense and defense basketball, it goes both ways. You know, it's not just, you know, uh, in, in baseball where it's all hitting stats and pitching and in football where it's all, you know, one one only offensive players. In basketball, there's defense, offense, there's 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 averages, there's there's a whole bunch of other things. What's the difference between a basketball lineup preparing for that and preparing for football and baseball? And then after that, Andrew, you can take it away from there. Dre, if you want to start off. Yeah, sure. Um, well, the the thing about um, daily fantasy sports, especially in basketball, is you you have to look beyond the averages. You can't just sit there and look at you know, points per game, rebounds per game, and assists per game and assume that because they rank highly in those three, they're going to have a, uh, you know, they're going to have a solid, uh, you know, performance. Uh, for example, I look at Jay Crowder. Uh, Jay Crowder had like a four-game stretch earlier in this year where he had about five or more steals in each game, and that inflated his, uh, his uh, points per game, or his fantasy points per game. But that's a, a stat that is not sustainable. Uh, you have to look across the board at, at usage rate. You've got to look at the opponents, especially in basketball. Um, you know, if you want to pick a center, your center averages a block a game, but the team that, you know, they're going up against averages getting blocked 3.4 points per game, and you give them a little boost for that. Um, whereas in other sports, such as, as baseball, not only do you look at the player, you also have to look at the opposition's bullpen. You have to look at the players that are batting behind the player you're referring to. So uh, a prime example is you look at Wilmer Flora, the shortstop for the Mets. Um, you wouldn't typically think twice when you look at his averages across the board, but if there's a left-handed starter on the mound, you know, he's a, he's a very valuable pump play at shortstop or second base, depending on where he's listed on your, on your game site. Um, you know, but then he also could very well get pinch hit for later in the game. So you have to take into consideration in other sports uh, who the other team has, what they could offer, as well as where the game's being played. Because obviously, if you're a road team, you're guaranteed right. your team to bat nine times. Um, home yep. team, you're not guaranteed that ninth inning. Um, you also have to consider where they're placed in the lineup. In the NBA, you know, you have a seven, eight, nine-man rotation, you know, in baseball, if you're batting first, you're probably, you're, I want to say it's uh, 1.2 more bats batting first per game than batting fifth or sixth. Wow. So you've got to take into consideration the amount of times a, a player is going to have a plate appearance during the game. Um, and then, you know, when you're looking at college basketball and college football, one thing you have to consider is these kids are 18, 19, 20 years old. Um, so when you're looking at that, uh, that's where rivalry games have a huge impact. Um, you know, you look at the Texas-Oklahoma game earlier this year. Uh, I completely stayed away from that because these kids, like I said, their emotions are running high. They're, they're crazy. And when you're a 19-year-old kid and you're playing in your Super Bowl, I mean, the performances can be so volatile. Uh, so when I'm looking at basketball, I'm typically looking at um, the outside of the box stats, the usage rates, and you know things of that nature. When I'm looking at other sports, I'm looking more so at matchups, um, at park factors, and you know the the emotion that gets put into the game. So FP, what, is, what do you think about that? Well, yeah, I agree with Dre. Um... He he puts out you know a lot more um, sports than I do. I only do NBA and NFL, so I'm gonna just compare it to that. 
uh, NFL is pretty much easy matchups. You uh, look at the matchups, and they pretty much tell the tale of uh, what's going to happen. Uh, if they say it's going to be a shootout, uh, best believe it's going to be a shootout because, you know, Saints has no defense. And, you know, pick any quarterback against or raw receivers, running backs, tight ends, pick them against the Saints, and uh, you're guaranteed to cash. Whereas in NBA, um, like you said, uh, you look at your usage rates. Um, a lot of um, – if you look at – for instance, I'll go against Golden State. Um, people tend to not pick target players against them. Uh, what they do don't know is that if you look at Steph Curry, he plays he plays very loosely. He hardly plays defense. Uh, I normally try to target point guards that goes against uh, Golden State because of the loose defense that Steph does play. Um, you have to look at that. The numbers don't tell it. You know they score 100 and you know 20 points a game. The numbers won't tell it, but if you look at the point guard averages versus um, Golden State, that you will see that hey, you can you can actually cash um, trying to target a point guard that goes against them. Although I got burned last night by uh, Rondo, he did get uh, was like three thousand a minute. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I did get burned on that one last night. But uh, other than that, you have to look at you know everything as as far as basketball, man, because. Rotations, coaches' tendencies, um, you know who's who, who's injured, who's not injured. You know, it has a lot of late game scratches, man. It's 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 a headache. Don't get me wrong, my phone and my uh, hand is glued to my phone until six o'clock until lines locked, and uh, you just have to you know keep up with it because they're late. They're late updates, rotation changes. Uh, the Pacers are another team that uh. If they're going small, if they if the team that they let's say they're playing Denver, uh, they will start Lavoy Allen over C J Miles. Or if they play in a small team that likes to run up and down, they will put C J Miles back in the starting lineup and put Lavoy Allen come off the bench. So you have to know stuff like that off the top of your head, um, as far as when it comes to basketball. So and you what, just have what, to be on your P's and Q's. And what people don't realize about that is when they start C J Miles, that pushes Paul George to the four. Exactly. which allows him to play the stretch more, which ups his usage rate and his minutes by about two to three. So it's, you know, it's a domino effect. Exactly. And, exactly. and you know, one thing that I want to mention real quick, that the the beginner line, um, line makers or people who are trying to build, you know, there's a reason that Vegas has all these large buildings and these gorgeous hotels and everything. So when you're making your line, you have to look at what Vegas says. Um, you know, if Vegas says it's going to be an NFL game, for example, this weekend with the, the Saints-Jacksonville and the over-under set at 50-and-a-half and the spread is small, then you better believe that they expect both teams, you know, to be involved in a shootout. Um, you know, so you have to look at implied team holes. Leonard Fournette today. We all know that LSU's uh, passing offense is not that great. Yet, out of all the games this week, they have the largest implied team total on the board. So that's why if you do not play Leonard Fournette today, um, you just can't risk going against him. In a tournament, absolutely. Absolutely in a tournament because you're looking for the players that are lesser owned that could explode. But in a cash game, do not go against Leonard Fournette because he has to have a majority of the team's 37 points. Exactly. I would like to say that uh, when it comes to when it comes to basketball, uh, try to look at the Vegas totals, like Dre said. Uh, also, look at the pace. Um, yep. if, if you're playing, if, if Denver is playing against Miami, you don't want to target a Denver player because their their pace is going to be, you know, minus four points, minus three points because Miami is going to slow them down. It's not going to be up and down game. So you have to look at the pace and the possessions as well uh, and defensive rankings. That's you know stuff I look over. Yeah, and that you know that analysis right there. That's why you guys are the best. Um, and real quick before we get to the locks, I'm sorry to everybody listening live, but we got about 40 seconds left on the live stream for the locks. Uh, the the podcast should be up shortly after the show ends. Um, you're gonna have to go to the podcast if you're listening live. Skip to the end. If not, well then you're listening to this for the first time, so it doesn't really matter. So just keep listening. Um, and and Chris, I gotta say. I love how in your state you can smoke weed legally, but you can't play FanDuel. 
Um, that's oh, yeah. always... oh, it's outstanding. You guys, you, guys, you guys want to know something else that's funny? You know, it's not just the state of Washington that's all screwed up. Go to Oregon. You know what you do? The moment you go into Oregon, you know what they tell you the moment you walk into Oregon? Oh, your taxes are paying for this road. Your taxes are paying for this road, yet you can only drive 55 on the freeway in Portland. That's the thing they don't tell you. Uh, it's, 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 it is crazy land up here. It is, it is circus land up here when it comes to politics and what things are. Lo- Look, the Sonics got robbed from us for a reason because people don't care about sports, yet everyone now is a diehard Seahawks fan three years later. I don't know what the heck's going on up here. It's hard being a sports fan. Like, you know, across the country, you got diehard sports fan. And I sit up here and I tell Seahawks fans, look, your guys' organization sucks, you know, three years ago, four years ago. And I'm like, look, you guys' organization sucks. You don't care about winning. You just, you're, you're a cash cow. You bring in and out people. And then, you know, when the Sonics leave, it's like, oh, yeah, we cared about the Seahawks the whole time. We cared. No, you didn't. The only reason you care is because they yeah. if they didn't win, yeah. if they didn't win, you wouldn't care. And, like, it, it's yeah. proven years and years and years when all they do is blackout games here locally. Like, it's – come on, man. Like, it's, it, it, you don't need to be a brain surgeon to figure out that there's people up here that just – it's just you know, the weed. No one can gamble. I don't understand it. So it's just you know, it, it, I don't understand what's going on up here. So, but anyway, Andrew, take go go into the locks. Get into the locks. Yep, yep. All right. So now, uh, you know, basketball is by far my favorite sport I've been able to play. Um, I, I think it's because you're getting points like every three and a half seconds. So you, you know, I I will stare at my Fanduel lineup for five hours if I have to. Um, and basketball keeps me the most entertained. League pass is always wonderful, adding on to that, because I can watch all my players. It's also extremely frustrating when they go, like, a minute and a half without points. I'm like, you know what? I'm done with this guy. I hate him. I'll never watch this guy play again. And then he'll go out and hit, like, three straight triples. And I'm like, okay, I guess I guess you're not on my uh, my list anymore. You're not on my dream killers list. But, okay, uh, you know, the, the best part for me, um, hopefully we can do this every week, as I mentioned in, in the beginning of the show, uh, we got our NBA picks. You know, you guys can pick the amount you want to do, the lock. Um, we're not giving away full lineups. You want that, sign up at Inside the Bets on Twitter. You guys have three, two and a half days to get a $50, $50 lifetime membership. Okay, 50 bucks, guys. You'll win it back in a day as long as you're not betting like $1.50. I promise you, you will be right there. Um, but, okay, we will – Start with FP this time. We've been starting with Dre the whole time. Uh, hey, guys, I want to say a disclaimer. I need to say a disclaimer. You guys got to be quick because we only got about 15 minutes off the live stuff, so it'll cut me off after 15 minutes. So be quick, please. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, okay, so, uh-huh. yep, F, FP first, and then we'll go to Dre. Uh, three, five, two, one, four, whatever you want. Go ahead. All right, uh, I'll do three. Um my first one is going to be a sticky one for you guys. Uh, Matthew Della Dover tonight. Um, no Kyrie Irving going against Denver is going to be a, a lot of more possessions for the Cavs. They're going to be playing a little quick. So uh, I lock in Delhi. Uh, I got to go with my guy James Harden tonight against Atlanta. That's going to be a lot of points. That uh, suggest you guys target that game. Um, and KD Westbrook. Uh, he is a good pick tonight, but uh, the point guard slot, uh, you could get a lot of value in there, open up for uh, a lot of, you know, the guys that you pay up for. So uh, I got Delhi, Harden, and uh, KD. Uh, you know what, man? I wish you and I hit beforehand because Delhi is definitely one that I'm locking in tonight as well. Um, <laughs> you know, with, like like you said, uh, no Kyrie Irving uh, going up against Denver. Moutier's out. Um, so, on the other side of the ball, I'm also going to go with uh, Jameer. I know he screwed us over one night last week when he was warming up and then decided he was going to sit out. But uh, Delvadova is, is a gritty off-the-ball defender as far as on the ball. Um, I don't see him doing that much. And uh, I'm going – I'm staying in the same game. I love this game tonight. Uh, I'm going Kevin Love at the power forward, um, you know, stretching out the thin Denver front court. I don't think they're going to be able to stop him on the outside. LeBron and Delhi are going to be able to find him early and often in that game. All right, so you had Kelly uh, Love, and did you say Jameer? Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. Jameer. Yep. So okay. the late game of the NBA tonight, late game in the NBA tonight, looks like the fan duel game of the night, Cavaliers and Nuggets at the Pepsi Center in a mile high in uh, Denver uh, as, as the fan duel uh, guys here have gotten it done. Well, I can tell you one thing. My boss is going to be beyond extremely happy that we have just completely uh, – 
you know, ball washed FanDuel for the last uh, half an hour or so. Uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you, uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much, Dre and FP. Uh, seriously, fantastic stuff. Uh, outstanding. I learned a lot about FanDuel. Honestly, I, I don't know a lot because I can't participate. You know, I'm, I'm one of those where I like to do instead of just really like read about. So uh, thank you again for all the stuff you've given us today. Thanks so much. Look forward to the next one. Absolutely. Yep, us too. All right, man. All right. Thank you. All right, fellas. All right, uh, Andrew, real quick, um, before we head out of here, just real quick, as we mentioned, Cavaliers and Nuggets. Cavs are favored by five and a half tonight. Take the five and a half. Those guys are clearly high on the FanDuel portion for other games. I know you'll be watching Pistons and Knicks in Madison Square Garden, the Mecca, 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Detroit's favored by a point and a half. Take the point and a half. They're going to destroy the Knicks tonight. Hawks and Rockets should be a fun one. Uh, Hawks or Houston. Houston's favored by three points. Take the Hawks. I think they'll get the victory there. Heat and Grizzlies. Grizzlies favored by five. Take the Grizzlies in that one. The Heat did not play very well last night. And then Bucks and Thunder. Boy, Thunder are favored by 13. I don't know if I'd take the 13, but I would definitely take the Thunder in this one if you're picking straight up. What do you see from tonight's games, Andrew, before we head on out of here? Uh, first of all, you are 100% correct in the fact that my Detroit Pistons are going to put a beating. I repeat, a oh, beating. Uh, on the Knicks. Okay, this team's going to come out angry. They lost a few games. Uh, you know, when the last one was pretty ugly. Uh, it, it's something they, they got to come back from. And I think they're I think they're a mature enough team to know that they're much better than the Knicks. Of course, the Knicks have been better than we thought. Um, much better than the Knicks, but, you know, that, that they're going to put a beating on them. Uh, I think tonight we get to see if they're it's, – it's weird because you want to say this, this would show that the Hawks are legit – but we don't know how good the Rockets are yet. I don't know if it's been an effort right. thing or a skill thing or a coaching thing, but it's been a mess there. Um, so I think that's a game that's interesting. If it's close, I think both teams are a lot better, or the Rockets are a lot better than we thought, or they're looking, and the Hawks are about what their record shows. Um, Cavs, Nuggets. Cavs, I think, are probably still angry. Um, I'm kind of surprised they didn't put LeBron in their locks. Uh, you know, but they're, they're the pros. I'm not. Uh, LeBron's been slow, and you know he hates when his numbers go down. Um, so I, I do love LeBron in that game, but don't take my word. Take theirs. Go sign up. Uh, last time I'm throwing that out there. This show. Don't worry. It'll be from now on. Um, yeah. And then Bucks Thunder come play against good teams, but I think the Thunder are going to take them out pretty easily. Uh, KD, Russell Westbrook, uh, they're, they're going to destroy that length. And, and, you know, if KD starts hitting some threes, it, that's big trouble for the Bucks because they just cannot shoot threes. Here's one thing I can guarantee uh, that will happen if this happens tonight. If the Cleveland Cavaliers lose tonight because they've lost their, la- they've lost their last two, and well, I wouldn't say the last two, but they lost two of their last three, and they played their last three games in relatively uninspiring fashion. If they come out and they lay a dud tonight against the Nuggets, I can guarantee you one thing: there will be a close players meeting, similar to what happened last year. Look, they're twenty and ten. If, I mean, twenty and nine. They'll be twenty and ten if they lose tonight, which I don't think will be the case. But if they come out and they play flat tonight, I can guarantee you they have a close players meeting, and, and LeBron gets in everybody's face and says, "Look, we're the best team in the Eastern Conference. We're not playing like it. We're losing to playing." uninspiring basketball these last three games. Look, I understand they played Golden State on Christmas Day. Tough game. I get it. But then you play Portland the next night, and you play terrible. And I understand LeBron and K-Love didn't play the whole game, and Kyrie is still coming back from injury. But you can't play that bad against a team without Damian Lillard. I don't care if C.J. McCollum is turning into the – Uh, I, I think I think we lost Chris. You know what happens with his phone. It turns into a mess. Um, but, you know, he was going to get into C.J. McCollum and how great C.J. McCollum has been. I don't think any of us should really – are you back, Chris? I think, I think I hear you now. The music's going, so he's somewhere. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you all for listening. It's been a mess at the end here, but I don't know if me and Chris